Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights this podcast, Unshaken, our blog called Planted, our mom-to-mom ministry aimed at encouraging mothers in the work they do, and also our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly in March. There is so much good content on these socials, you are not going to want to miss it, so go follow them today. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox. It helps us out and it also helps you out because you get notifications of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalm622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas, suggestions, or thoughts about an episode. Or maybe you just want to tell me about something that you heard on an episode and how it impacted you. Finally, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's jump right into our episode today. Hey ladies, I'm glad you're listening today. Before we get started, I have a little bit of a cold, so bear with me with my voice. It sounds a little different. Okay, so today we're going to listen to a talk given in 2021. This is the first in a series of four episodes. They're going to all focus on the theme of purpose. Now maybe you've wondered if you actually have a purpose in life, or is your purpose even important? Well, we're going to listen today to find out how you and I can know what our purpose is and we can live it. There's going to be four episodes that come up that are all on this theme, and I'm really excited that you get to hear them. We're also going to be interspersing our feminology episodes that come out on the first Thursday of each month and our mom-to-mom episodes that come out on the third Thursday of each month. So stay tuned. Okay, flea markets. Have you ever been to one? Flea markets are big business in America. Did you know that America has over 1,000 U.S. flea markets that are connected to the National Flea Market Association? These flea markets provide opportunities for over 2.25 million vendors, and this actually conducts $30 billion in sales each year. Wow, that is crazy. This doesn't even count the Goodwills or the other buy-used shops the antique dealerships where you can get beautiful furniture, or garage sales that some of us have just hosted out of our garages in the spring, in the summer, in the fall. Today we're going to listen to our friend Kim Lechman. She's a thrifter, by the way, and she's got some great stories to kick off this talk. Also, I want to give you a little bit of history about this particular small series. In 2019 and the winter of 2020, we at Christ the Word, we're just getting all geared up for our annual Regarding Him conference. And if you caught the years, you know that everyone in the entire world went into lockdown in March of 2020. And that was really sad for us as we all dealt with the pandemic. So this talk was prepared in 2020, but it was actually not given until 2021. But if you listen, you might notice some of the history in it. Um, But it's got such good truth. Actually, it's funny. That's actually what it's called. This talk is called Truth Given by Kim Lechman. Let's jump right in. 
One of the things that I personally have really missed doing over this past year is flea marketing and thrifting. That's something that I just really find pleasure in and enjoy doing. Now, by means of confession, I will admit that over this past year, I did find myself a couple of times watching some YouTube videos of people walking through a thrift store, right? So they walk through and they go down the aisles and they pick up items and they look at them and they show you the price. And in the end, you get to find out what they actually have in their cart. So, but it kind of pales in comparison to the real thing. And to be honest, it's a real time waster, so you probably shouldn't be doing it. But, so I thought we'd start off our day to get by taking a little trip together. Haven't you missed just spending a whole day with your girlfriends? So we're going to do that today. <clears throat> so we're going to head out to one of my favorite flea markets that takes place a couple of hours from here. If you look over here, you might think we've kind of already arrived, but, but we haven't. This one's called an extravaganza. Now, just the word conjures up excitement, wouldn't you say? So as you pull into the parking lot, you get your first glimpse of literally acres full of booths. The anticipation starts to grow, and I wonder what I might find. Walking up, the, up and down the aisles, sometimes just looking from afar, <clears throat> and other times digging deep into a box, confident that it contains my next treasure. At times, I have something very specific in mind, and other times, I'm just about the mosey, strolling along, looking for ideas. It's a multi-sensory experience as well. In the fall, there's a rustling of leaves underfoot. In the spring, the smell of the flowers. There's always spare food cooking that you can smell, and that ever-popular musty smell, right, of something that's been packed away for a while. There's wood and metal and soft pieces of furniture, and I watch as people pull their wagons full of stuff, and I wonder, what's going to become of those items? And I listen. I listen to chatter, bickering on prices, people declaring, oh, I love that, or I used to have one of those, or my all-time favorite phrase, I could make a whatever out of this, right? Everyone is looking for just the right piece, and often the plan is to repurpose it into something else. Once in a while, you might find a person that really wants to ride that old bike, but chances are it's going to be yard decor or made into some kind of strange table or something. So on a, one particular trip, I spied a rather large wooden piece sitting out in the field, and I was instantly attracted to it. It was probably four by six foot or so, and it had some circles cut in the front of it. And it turned out that it was originally a roosting box for chickens. As I looked at it, my desire to have it grew. Now, I don't have chickens. I live right in the middle of the city. But I was pretty convinced that I not only desired this item, but I needed to have it. Why? Who knows? But my life was going to be better if I owned it. And I could make it into something wonderful. I pictured it on the side of my shed, maybe with flowers growing out of it. Or wouldn't it be great if I had space in the mudroom? It could hold book bags or scarves and gloves. I've seen things like that in the magazines. I knew it could be something great. I was getting more excited by the minute. But on this particular trip, my husband was with me. <laughs> yep. 
And as I explained, what a wonderful opportunity it would be to own this treasure and how it could be remade into so many different and useful things. And he did agree that it was interesting. He ultimately pointed out that it would not fit in the back of the car and was perhaps a bit much to pay for an abandoned chicken roost. <laughs> but I'm guessing that if some of you were with me that day, that baby would have been tied to the top of the car. <laughs> and we would have been talking about what we were going to do with it all the way home. And just as a little side note, a couple summers ago, I was at this um, cottage tour, and one of the houses <clears throat> had something very similar attached to the side of their garage, and it was holding pool items, like toys and towels and things like that. Now, why did I not think of that? That was perfect. I don't have a pool, but <laughs> that would have been perfect. So, so maybe some of you enjoy this as well, right? Taking something and making it into something new. It is quite popular, this idea of repurposing. Magazines, TV shows, Pinterest offer an unending source of ideas. It's a lot of fun, really, and it's okay. It brings us pleasure, sparks our creativity. We can make these things become anything we want, remaking and repurposing to our heart's content. It doesn't really matter what the original intention was, we make it into whatever we want it to be. But what happens when this concept of repurposing crosses over into our lives? The world attempts to do the same thing to us as women. It has very strong opinions of what our purpose is or how to find our purpose, and it is all too happy to provide solutions. It tells us we can be something different, better, more useful, fun, or attractive, we're bombarded with advertisements, social media blogs, videos, and tutorials, or simply other people's opinions of who or what we should be. Or we allow our emotions and feelings to drive us along and just follow. Social media allows us to present an edited version of ourselves, only putting out the best for others to see. It's easy to get caught up in it all. We are surrounded by very tangible things, things we see, touch, taste, items, or <clears throat> excuse me, items and programs promising results. Everything appeals to our individual tastes and desires. And the results may be pretty or successful or even at peace with the world's current standards, but then what? They're constantly changing. The next big thing or idea is just around the corner. So we're tempted to change again and again and again. The world tells us that we can be or do whatever we want. Now when you fill out healthcare questionnaires, you get to decide if you're male or female. Books and blogs tell you to go after what makes you happy. Create for yourself a life and environment that you want. We're encouraged to ask ourselves questions like, what do I want? What benefits me? What makes me happy? Just focus on yourself. Just keep recre recreating and repurposing yourself until you become satisfied again. Who or what you can be is seemingly endless. But is this true? Can we repurpose ourselves as human beings, as women? Unlike the treasures at the flea market that we can repurpose into anything we want, we do not have that same freedom for ourselves. 
And why is this? Because we are not the creator of man. God is. And God is the only one that can define our purpose. And that purpose cannot be fulfilled or defined apart from him. The maker defines the purpose. He alone determines that grand design for us. We know from the Bible that in the beginning, on the sixth day of creation, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God alone. I would guess that most of us do not have an issue accepting this fact, and yet will readily give over to the latest fad or blog, university teaching, or friend's opinion to define and dictate our purpose in, this, in our life. So today, we have the opportunity to pause and ask, who or what are we allowing to define our purpose? What is my purpose? What am I turning to for answers? God assigns our purpose because he is our creator. As I mentioned before, the maker defines the purpose. We read in Isaiah 43, 7, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Whom I created for my glory, for my glory. God says the purpose of our lives is to give glory to our maker. We are to glorify God. Now this is a big calling and kind of hard to grasp in many ways. And yet we know from God's word that we are made for his glory. Glory is somewhat hard to define. And as I studied, I found a few definitions. One said simply that God's glory is the combination of all of his attributes and, or characteristics. And to glorify God is to reflect his attributes in all that we do to a watching world. Let me repeat that again. God's glory is the combination of all of his attributes or characteristics. And to glorify God is to reflect his attributes in all that we do to a watching world. During our time together today, and later as you individually listen to the special breakout sessions, you will learn how to be purposeful and give God glory in many ways. But for now, we're going to just look briefly at three overarching themes to set a foundation for how we live our lives to glorify God through a repurposed heart, a repurposed mind, and finally, a repurposed walk. Our first point is that we fulfill our purpose to glorify through a repurposed heart. This is a heart that belongs to the Lord. The ultimate way we give glory to God is to live in relationship with him. In the book of Romans, we read, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Because of his love and mercy, God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins, that we might belong to him and live in relationship with him. We must accept this gift by faith. Paul continues in Romans to write, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess and believe. Only then are we united with Christ. Then tell, God tells us this beautiful promise 
that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. As believers, we are a new creation. Now this is the ultimate repurpose. It's not trendy or cool, but life-changing and eternal. When we are in Christ, we live a life that honors him. God tells us in his word, the Bible, that he will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and that, and <clears throat> that will help you to keep his word. He will change your heart from one of stone to a heart of flesh. When we accept Christ as Lord, we no longer have a heart that is against or opposes God, but rather one that is soft and teachable. And we are given the Holy Spirit to guide us. We give up our own wants and desires to become what he wants us to be. The focus is no longer on I, but on him. Only through Christ can we have a heart that glorifies God. Do you have this heart? Are you a new creation in Christ? Are you living in relationship with your heavenly Father? My prayer and the prayer of our church is that if you do not know him, that you would respond to his call on your life and confess him as Lord and Savior. So we live with purpose and bring God glory through a repurposed heart and living in relationship with him through Jesus Christ. Our second general principle is that we fulfill our purpose to glorify God through a repurposed mind. This is a mind that seeks after truth. Again, in the book of Romans, we read, do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. God has given us his full and complete word, the Bible, to direct our lives. It is truth, 100%. Within it, we find all we need to know and understand his purpose for our lives, both individually and as a body of believers. It is the only way we will know truth. If we are not grounded in the word, the world will try to define who we are and what we do. It will try to convince us that what it has to offer is somehow better. It will cast doubt and cause us to question. The world will tempt us over and over again, and we must be prepared with the truth. In the Bible, we read about King Solomon. He pursues all the world has to offer, knowledge, pleasure, projects, wealth, and ultimately says everything is meaningless. In the end, he says, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. We need to know and follow God's word. Only by exposing ourselves to the word can we know God and Jesus. Only by his word can we know his commands. Only by his word can we know all his promises to us as believers. Only by his word can, we know, can the Holy Spirit show and convict us of our sin. Only by his word do we know what he delights in. Only by his word do we have an illuminated path free from stumbling. And only by his word can we know that we cannot possibly know 
or fulfill our true purpose apart from him. Are you spending more time listening to the world or the word? One is temporary and ever-changing. The other gives life and lasts forever. One looks to please self, the other to please God. Challenge yourself as you seek to understand what brings purpose to your life to be in the word. Read your Bible. It will show you how to glorify God. I understand it can be a struggle. I'm right here with you. Just be faithful, day by day, fully assured that it is a guiding light. If a reading plan works for you, great. If you need to be participating in a Bible study to stay faithful, then do it. If your church doesn't offer one, we invite you to come and join one of ours. But don't get bogged down in the details of how you spend time. Just be in the Word. Be faithful and be intentional. When Jesus was tempted, he used God's Word against the lies of Satan. We need to be armed and ready with truth the next time the world tries to tell us that it has an answer for what brings meaning to our life. God's Word is true, every single word of it, and it is the only source of truth in our life. And by walking obedience to it, you can be assured that your life has meaning and purpose. A repurposed heart, a repurposed mind, and finally we will look at our third general principle, which is that we fulfill our purpose to glorify God through a repurposed walk. This is a walk that reflects Christ to a watching world. If you remember back at the beginning of the talk, we define glorifying God as reflecting his attributes in all we do to a watching world. Our walk with Christ is a testimony to the world. They see a life of his power, love, mercy, and forgiveness. His faithfulness, truth, and kindness. His peace, joy, and long-suffering. When our walk is in obedience to God's word, we are walking in the spirit and becoming more and more like Christ. This is the walk of a believer being conformed into the image of Jesus. A repurposed heart, mind, and walk. A heart that belongs to God, a mind that seeks truth, and a walk that reflects Christ, all through the power of the Holy Spirit. These bring glory to God and define our purpose. So I ask, what or who are you allowing to define your purpose? The world and its constant cycle of repurposing, which leads us restless, tired, and searching, or God and his word, which are unchanging and true, bringing peace and assurance as we obey. This is how we glorify God. This is how we live with purpose. Throughout the rest of our time together, we're going to continue to look at God's word and what it says regarding various topics. And though it may be fun to repurpose a chicken feeder into whatever our heart desires at the moment, our lives are eternal, created by the eternal and unchanging God. I believe stories and word pictures can be powerful. So the next time you find yourself at an antique fair or just stretching your creative muscles, I pray that you'll be reminded of today and take a moment to remember that the maker defines the purpose, and our maker is God. 
Okay, wow, that was really a helpful talk. Maybe you're sitting thinking whether you have a purpose and what your purposes are each day and how we can keep doing the right purposes in our lives, the thing that God is calling us to do. Let's remember a few things that Kim shared. Okay, first off, we need a repurposed heart. And it's only repurposed by God. We can't do it ourselves. We need a repurposed mind. We need to constantly be going back to God's word and reminding ourselves what the truth is and keeping our mind focused on God. We need a repurposed walk to know how we are going to go out each day and honor God with our everyday activities. One of my favorite quotes from this episode is, the maker defines our purpose. That's pretty powerful. And it's true. God is our maker and he defines our purpose. So I guess I want to leave you with a question that Kim actually asked. Who am I allowing to define my purpose? This is something we should think about each and every day. Hey, don't forget that coming up, we'll be listening to the next three parts of this series over the course of the next few months. So stay tuned. We also have a few other episodes jumping in there in between, but I'm glad that you'll be listening each week on Thursdays as we listen to another episode of Unshaken. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.